At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. 56% of job seekers say their biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications, according to an Express Employment Professionals Harris Poll survey. The job search can be a lonely process, but Express Employment Professionals can be your one connection to finding a job that fits. Each year, hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local Express office. Find the location near you at ExpressPros.com. With no fees for job seekers, visit ExpressPros.com. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. I'm R.J. Bell with the sports betting headlines for Monday. Disaster in Dallas and Dax out. And what does it mean? It means right now in the NFC East, Dallas is the fourth favorite. They're the worst team, lowest chance to win their division behind Washington, behind the Giants. Dallas, disaster, no doubt. Had some big comebacks yesterday, exciting NFL action. If you look at it, Saints were 20 to 1 at one point in the game. 100 would have won you 2,000. Giants were 10 to 1. We'll tell you all about it. Tonight, Monday Night Football, a little bit of money has come in on Seattle. Broncos are now favored by six. I've got a best bet on this game. Here comes a four out of the Vegas Truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is Straight Out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it, I'm R.J., and it is Aftermath Monday as it's meant to be. We've got over two hours of show to try to squeeze into an hour. We're not going to mess around. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. He's the fan of Beats the Man, A.J. Hoffman, and also Scott Seidenberg in studio. 
Thanks, RJ. Uh, Dak Prescott will miss six to eight weeks with a hand injury. Bad one week or week one for kickers is Tennessee, Cincy, and Indy all have game missed game winners, and money comes in on the Seahawks. As you said, Denver now favored by six tonight. What is the Vegas lead? Yeah, so I have a best bet in the Monday night game uh, at the end of the – about, you know, 6.45 Eastern, uh, last segment. Let's start with Dallas because literally – what we have here is within three quarters, within not even a full game, the entire Dallas season is in the toilet. It, it, it seems very unlikely they can make the playoffs, and they're now behind the Giants. When it comes to division odds, it's a disaster. And within about five minutes, I'm going to tell you why the number 517 is very important to the Cowboys. A little tease for you, AJ, but set it up. Yeah, Dak Prescott out six to eight weeks now that he needs hand surgery. Vegas has taken the Cowboys from 20 to 1 to now over 50 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Their win total was 10, now at 7. Yeah, 50 to 1's for the suckers. Right? If you're if you're the fourth favorite in your division, you shouldn't be 50 to 1. Think about it. If every team had the same odds, they were equally good, you'd be 31 to 1 is what the odds should be. So you're saying that Dallas, it's, it's almost like all the teams are about equal, but Dallas is a little bit less equal now. It's like, come on, bookies, cockroaches. But still, I think it's so telling about the division odds. Now, here's the thing. Dallas did not look good, and Dak did not look good before the injury. Um, if you look at it by EPA and say, well, what's the six, what's the um, percentage percentile of success, right? So if you're like 98% means, oh, you're better than all but 2% of people, right? Well, passing, or teams in this case, passing Dallas was 3%. So they were better than 3%, 97% were better in a typical per game basis. They were that bad passing the ball before and that was for the entire game but it was pretty much the same when Dak was in there they were shockingly I don't know if you guys saw this with the eye test Dallas was in the 97th percentile running the ball so even with the struggles even against the Tampa Bay team that's the best in the league against the run last few years 97th percentile effectiveness running that's impressive maybe it gives the team a little bit of hope with rush at quarterback. Uh, I don't see much hope with Rush at quarterback. I, I th- He looked just as bad as Dak, but, well, I mean, like you yeah. said, Dak didn't look like Dak Prescott in the first half of that game. I, I think the questions you had about Dallas to begin with are valid. They're validated, if anything, e- even before Dak got hurt, that this is just not a great roster. Um, I, I tell you this, is this is something for years we've been talking about on Straight Out of Vegas, which is the following is the NFL is an economic exercise. And whenever you can buy something for cheaper than the worth, the true intrinsic worth, you've done better. Whenever you spend more than something's worth, you've done worse. And all of those little edges, all those little, you know, hey, we paid 11 million for this guy, but he could have got 13. That 2 million you saved adds up and it's a it's a zero-sum game. You can only spend so much money, and thus for every dollar you overpay Zeke, for example, is a dollar you don't have to have an elite backup quarterback. And if Dallas right now had, because a couple years ago they had Andy Dalton. Now, 
he's he didn't turn out to be all that good with Dallas, but at least then they were ready, you know, for the idea of oh, what happens if Dak gets hurt. I, I mean, Cooper Rush has to be in the bottom ten of backup quarterbacks. But you might say, why would Dallas remember do RJ that? Cooper? Cooper Rush they pulled off, they pulled him off the practice squad to even be in this game. They they had no backup quarterbacks on their fifty three man roster before this game. They moved him up from the practice squad. Well, which just means he's the second. I mean, but still, he's the second best quarterback. I mean, he's their backup, right? Now, whatever shenanigans they were playing with the roster, you know, it is what it is. But I mean, right now. Now he's the second best quarterback on Dallas, right? And they entered the year. There's no backup that's injured right now, right? This was their plan. No. And you might say that's crazy, but here's why it's not crazy. Because when you spend extra money on guys like Zeke that you don't need to spend, you've got to get rid of your number one wide receiver. And oftentimes you don't have a good backup. And now an injury that could only be six weeks potentially looks like it toilets the season. Scott, any what's your main takeaway on the game? I think Ezekiel looked good, and the offensive line for the Cowboys held up when it came to the running game. So any concerns that you had about the Cowboys' offensive line while they're running the football didn't really show. But without Dak Prescott, you have to think about how teams are now going to prepare for the Dallas Cowboys. And they're just going to dare them to throw against them, stack the box, and not let Zeke beat them. You have to have serious concerns. And obviously Pollard... Um, you know, right now is probably more effective than Zeke. But as a one-two, I think there's synergy there that people don't realize. Everyone's like, get rid of Zeke. Well, this might be his last year because there's really no big impact of cutting him or doing something different with him after this year. We're straight out of Vegas. Let's turn to Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. Now, listen, I am more than happy to get off of a bad uh, take or a bad opinion I, anyone that saw what the game last night and think, oh, this proves Brady's not affected at all by anything or that this situation isn't affecting him. One, I believe that to be a significantly uh, less or, or lower quality game from Tom Brady than his average game last season. He was equal to Aaron Rodgers. He was, they were 1-2 in MVP voting last year. Brady had one of his best years ever last year. What I saw last night, the stats, the eye test, is not the Brady we saw last year. That doesn't mean he won't be that at some point. It doesn't mean he's old. It means it feels like he was a little less sharp than we've come to expect. Thoughts? I, and the, I think you're right, and I think Todd Bowles maybe either realize that or realize that their best chance to win is to be effective running the ball. This was one of the worst teams running the football last year, ran the ball very effectively last night, I think trying to take some of that pressure off Tom Brady. Yeah, but with the O-line issue, is, is, is it just only makes sense you're not going to be pass, pass, pass because it only takes one hit on Brady, and not that he's not – I don't know. Is he more fragile with all his stretching? I don't know. But any quarterback is in trouble if they get hit too much. So I think it was try- – first of all, they had such a lead. Dallas was so inept on offense that you didn't have to risk it, right? Why not play a low-variance game, which also decreases the chance of Brady getting hurt? Um, and, and Tampa could have scored a lot more points. They were inefficient in the red zone. But to be candid, that's what – the little differences between the guy that takes off 10 days during preseason versus the guy that doesn't is it shows up in those spots. I'm going to throw it to Scott, but I'm going to say Julio Jones, apparently by reports on the TB12 method, 
I got to tell you something. He, it looked like a fountain of youth down there. What do you think? It did look like a fountain of youth, but it was also, uh, you mentioned the running game and taking pressure off and playing against Dallas, who wasn't doing anything much offensively. That seemed like it was the game plan the entire way. And Todd Bowles even had an interview with Melissa Stark, I think it was before the fourth quarter, and he was like, we just got to keep running the ball. (laughs) That's all he said. He's like, we got to keep running the ball, and then we'll play defense, and that's it. So it felt like they knew, based on whether it was game script or game flow, that it was just going to be a matter of ball control, run it down their throats, and play defense and get out of there with a win. Yeah, there were a couple games that looked like the 90s. The San Francisco-Chicago one for sure. We'll get to that. McKenzie, we just got him in the wind right now. Don't worry. A lot of people wondering. We're going to be easy on him. <laughs> we are going to be easy on him because I actually think it's not as bad as it seems. I'll tease ahead of that. I also teased ahead to why 517? Why does that matter to Jerry Jones so much? It's 517 days till the Super Bowl after this year's Super Bowl. And thus, that's, <laughs> in theory, that's the soonest he's going to get his you know, end-of-life dream, except 81 at that point. Jerry Jones would be 81 when that game is played February 11, 2024. We are straight out of Vegas. I hate the Cowboys, by the way, as a Steelers fan. So a little schadenfreude. <laughs> I'm not hoping for injury, but, you know. R.J., yeah, the, the Tom Brady on that Tom Brady note, 53 QBR in that game last night. He only had three games worse than that the entire entirety of last season. Yeah. So, and again, it doesn't mean I'm right. It means that, man, the evidence is, even though they won handedly, the evidence seems to be coming in. And the fact they were running the ball well, in theory, makes it easier to throw. All right, let's shift gears and go to probably, I don't know, the most surprising, but a statement that the Minnesota Vikings made supplanting Green Bay. Yes, RJ, the Green Bay Packers, uh, excuse me, the Vikings saw money coming in late on them. They got down to a pick them in some spots. Vikings dominate that game 23-7 to over the Packers. Yeah, you might want to check your line. You know, you should leave the lines to me. Just to give us the scores. Is Vikings close a two-point favorite in that game. So for months and months, it was Green Bay favored by one and a half or so. And, you know, and then it drifted down a little, you know, but it was two and a half. and drifted. But Minnesota, a surge of money, and they just dominated. I mean, Jefferson looks like maybe the best receiver in the game. Uh, they're talking about a Cooper Cup-like season from him. Uh, Green Bay's done poorly under LaFleur. In opening games, you might remember the Saints last year. They were just lambasted in that game. Um, I do think the offensive line, you know, a lot of people are going to say receivers had some drops. That's going to come around. I agree, meaning that I I believe that this is going to be a better Green Bay team mid-year than they are now. But, man, they, they didn't just lose. They got dominated uh, Scott, what was your main takeaway from the game? That the Packers clearly looked like what the handicap was going into this game, which was uh, the wide receiving position was going to be a major cause for concern. We saw the wide open drop and Aaron Rodgers' reaction. So that story was not overblown in the preseason. It was accurate. And Rodgers really looked uncomfortable with his receivers. The timing was not there. He threw that one RPO pass that, you know, the receiver didn't even turn his head around for it because they just don't 
don't have that nonverbal communication that he had down with Devontae Adams and Marcus Valdez-Scantling and others. And clearly it's going to look different when Alan Lazard's there, but this was a big-time down performance that I don't think was surprising at all from the Green Bay Packers, and I love the way this Vikings team plays. And let's keep in mind, though, uh, the integration uh, with the new receivers is going to take time. But they've got some new defensive players, too. And defense is less consistent. There's more ups and downs in defense year to year. And as much as you can try to predict who's going to be the best D or one of the best Ds, it's hard. Offense is much more predictable, much more consistent. So now you got a Green Bay team saying we're going to rely more on the run. We're going to rely more on our defense. Yeah, if it integrates well, the, the defense could be good. But it kind of makes sense early on when you have to integrate the offense and those receivers. And then the defense is something, again, new players, but also just kind of random game to game. Wow. I think Green Bay might have a few stinkers. I mean, I know it's easy to say, but getting to 13 wins this year, I'd be surprised. Now, the funny thing is. This is a Green Bay team that might be the opposite of what they've been the last three years, which was good in the regular season, not so good in the playoffs. Maybe this team, a la Tampa Bay two years ago, starts to really come together the last four or five games, and then all it takes is a run. Think back to the Super Bowl champs in the last even 10 years. Go back to when Green Bay won it. They were a wild card team that year when they beat the Steelers. And then you go through, obviously the Giants have done that a few times. Obviously the Rams were the fourth uh, you know, seed. Uh, it's not like the number one seed wins it all the time. And Aaron Rodgers with a, a, a team that's coalescing late could be more dangerous than a team that cruises late. Because those teams that cruise late struggle often in the playoffs. Closing thought, AJ, on this game. The Vikings look like they are far and away the best team in, in that division. We thought oh, it was well, going to be close, kind of like people thought about Green foolish. Bay and Dallas no. coming to their. Di- the, the I, far and I disagree. away. I, I think Green that Bay? we. I think they are. I think we saw this. This coaching staff has is more more equipped to handle this offense. Like I, I know you're not going to let me say Zimmer was a bad coach, and I don't think Zimmer was a bad coach. Jeez. But I do think they have a more modern approach to football now, and I think that their roster is just better than than Green Bay's. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take our first break. When we come <laughs> when we come back, I'm going to give AJ a prime opportunity to put his money where his mouth is, but also you you don't want to miss this. Scott's been here a few weeks. He's feeling kind of chesty. He is going to debate me on the Giants decision. I told him what the answer was. He says I don't think so. Stay tuned. He's RJ Bell with Scott Seidenberg. I'm AJ Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days. 
but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. I disagree with intervention. I disagree with protocol. If you speak out against the words and the heavens gone. I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm AJ Hoffman. We got too much show to mess around. It's 88 degrees at Vegas, and the neon is bright because of all the money the bookies won this weekend. All right, here's the thing, AJ. I'm going to give you such a nice opportunity because you you told the entire nation (laughs) full-throated. There wasn't any hemming. There wasn't any hawing. You just said, I think Minnesota is clearly better than Green Bay. And I thought, huh. How can we give AJ a chance to back up his, you know, big words with some big money? And I thought, well, let's keep it simple. I could try to get plus money and say, hey, I got the lesser team. I'm offering you division odds, even money. You take Minnesota, I take Green Bay. And, you know, unfortunately, we can only bet 100. But, you know, it would be a nice 100 for you. What do you think? But this would be a move, like you're making a cockroach move because I can get plus 150 from the cockroaches. You're not going to give me plus 150? Well, wait a minute. I'm not a bookie. I'm just going by what <laughs> – listen, maybe maybe I – my life would have been a lot easier if I were a bookie because, like I said – It would have been, no doubt. There's a lot of dumb bookies driving Cadillacs and a lot of smart bettors trying to make their rent. So it's an easier life to be part of that cockroach fraternity. I'm not, but – I'm not sure why you're trying to make me out to be, but I thought what you said you meant, <laughs> and maybe you don't. And if you don't, that I'll just completely reevaluate everything. But you said you thought. It, I mean, Scott, you you you're a New York guy. I mean, you. You know what? For a hundred bucks, RJ, I, I'll do it. I'll, I'll do it for a hundred. There it is. Uh, Vikings plus one hundred with you to win the division. Why wouldn't you play the plus one fifty though? 
Because that's what the market yeah, well, is. Least, oh, my God. I mean, that's weak. All right, let's go. Let, uh, now I hate you, RJ. I hate you. <laughs> the truth comes out. All right, now it's time to take Scott down. Set this. We got a debate here. Set it up, AJ. The New York football giants, 21-20 winners at Tennessee when they decide to go for a two-point conversion late in the fourth quarter to seal the win. I absolutely love this decision. I back it. Day Balls of Steel was the cover of the back page of the New York <laughs> Post here this morning. And uh, the reason why I love it is because you don't go for two. It's not the decision right there where you're like, you know what, I'm, I'm, I, I'm gutsy and I'm going for the lead here. The decision to go for two or not late in the game is the assessment of your how your team will do in overtime. And you assess that you have a better chance of winning the game right then and there with your best play from that yardage as opposed to going into overtime and playing another full 10 minutes. With that much time left on the clock, you're defending against the field goal either way. It's the same thing. You're defending against a game-winning field goal whether you're up by one or whether you're tied. I absolutely love this decision as Brian Dable, in one play, changed the culture of the New York football giants. Okay, there's two different conversations here. One is a macro culture ethos type conversation. And let's set that aside for a minute, because if you want to agree with me that mathematically that to win this game, this was a horrible decision, even though they won. Then we can debate the culture sometime, maybe not today, but it seems like you believe you're throwing the culture on as a red herring. It's like the focus here should be, did that maximize their chance to win the game? And here's why you're just wrong and it's not even close. It's because if you are Tennessee and you get the ball knowing that you have to score to win, you're going to play very differently than if you get the ball tied because you've got something to lose. So what happened? Remember the greatest show on turf and Brady when they went down and kicked that field goal late? It was a tie game. What was John Madden saying? Hey, you got a young quarterback. Let's be careful here. You know, maybe kneel out. That was the conversation, right? Well, what did the Pats do? Screens, little runs until they got in a position to take a shot. Because you know what? If they get intercepted there, it's fine because you're on the other side of the field. The, the halves or the game's over or at least the regulation's over. You go to overtime. But if you're down one. What happens, Scott? You go for every fourth down. You throw downfield with no concerns. You're at max risk because you lose if you don't score. Thus, the difference between being tentative and go to overtime versus at all costs try to score is a massive difference. And didn't Tennessee get in the spot to win except for a missed field goal? I, I know you've got your position, but you got to see rationally how many different times there'd be a different decision if it's a tie versus if you're down and you need to score. Agreed or not? The only argument that I have here is that the Giants had three timeouts remaining. And thus, if Tennessee wanted to run the ball and got stopped and was not going to go for it on a fourth down, with the Giants able to stop the clock, Tennessee runs the risk of punting the ball away to the Giants and having the Giants have an opportunity you do realize, to go down the field and kick a game-winning field goal. You do realize you're just adding to my argument. Because what you're saying is going for it on fourth down <laughs> wouldn't be an easy decision. Thus, you might actually have another way to win by kicking off tied. 
Oh, I've never seen a guy hang himself like that. That was awesome. I think you win this round, RJ. <laughs> what, what is he passed out? What's going? <laughs> yeah, he's he's on the floor right now. It's, it's an ugly scene here. All right, I'm, I'm just, listen, I'm just gonna bask in the fact that the Dolphins won and covered against the Patriots. It's oh. the only time I'll beat RJ all season long. Uh, that's that's so a good. You're I'm right. I'm doing that, a victory lap on that, and yeah, I'll be happy. You're right because I tell you this, I could have been strutting to three and two in the Super Contest. Could have been strutting today, except for Belichick. He he's lost it. Oh, I'm joking. All right. Speaking of that, though, <laughs> maybe maybe that's one of the reasons I'm going to be so easy on McKenzie. Let's go to San Fran. The San Francisco 49ers lose at Chicago, 19-10. The Bears win and cover all numbers. Okay, so let's get his statement. I think he has a prepared statement. Mackenzie, who is first cousins by blood with Kyle Shanahan, is a homer. He says we sometimes. And for some reason, he's got an unnatural affinity to the failed quarterback, Trey Lance. I'm not sure why, but we're, gonna, we're not going to badger him too much. And I actually think there's, a, there's some hope here. But let's give him 20 seconds to kind of make an opening statement. Uh, set, or... Um, uh, Godfather Colleone, if uh, you want to speak to the Senate, go ahead, please. Yeah, so they asked Kyle Shanahan, my cousin, what he thought of the first half, and he said, well, first thing, Trey Lance played great. Really happy with Trey Lance. That was the first half. Second half, not so much. Second half, the storm picked up. We didn't go for it on fourth when I thought we should have. Ended up trailing, and once we were trailing, it went from kind of okay to terrible. Trey Lance trailing looked terrible, and I think it's uh, it's it's uh, you know rookie learning curve that that he's facing with when he has to throw and and unfortunately he has to throw unfortunately last year he was a rookie but um (laughs) did did i hear this right you said you asked your cut you you spoke to him no they asked oh the broadcast broadcast okay because i would have thought if there's any day not to speak to him it would have been yesterday (laughs) so (laughs) yeah uh, and and my whole family was in chicago watching the game so fascinating uh, fascinating uh, Fascinating. turn that mic off please for him um here's the (laughs) (laughs) what did they have what did they have for lunch mckenzie uh shrimp oh good 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 okay um (laughs) there's huge uncertainty with trey lance that's what we know for sure Right. I mean, the guy has the least amount of snaps against the you know low competition in college of, or dropbacks, let's say, of any quarterback taking that high in a long, long time. Right. And it seems to me, if you listen to Kyle Shanahan after the game, he was snippy I and mean, he was mad. And it strikes me. Did you notice how many penalties the 49ers had? It seemed like the entire team got yeah. discombobulated. They were up 10 nothing the 49ers. Things start if you're up 10 nothing in a monsoon, you're probably in pretty good shape. But they started making mental error after mental error, almost like you have a like a a difficult taskmaster getting on you for every little mistake and then it starts to perpetuate those mistakes. It builds on it. Uh, uh, AJ or Scott I don't know what that's who, like at all. Yeah, so whoever wants to re- Oh, well listen, that's the thing is sometimes the, you know, <laughs> that that could be a long response. That's interesting, but I thought your mic was closed. So, um <laughs> Scott and AJ, did you see what I saw where it feels like that this team is on and is nervous? 
Yeah, I would say that that looks accurate. Uh, and how much of it has to do with all of the outside noise involving the quarterback, and how much does it have to do with the inside assessment of this team and, and you know, losing some assistant coaches over the past couple of years and a little bit of transition and maybe a little hesitancy on the way that they called that game with the weather, with everything that was going into it. Yeah, but hesitancy from whom? Meaning Shanahan's known as a brilliant play caller, maybe the best in the game, if not one of the top couple. Is It strikes me that we're kind of conflating, oh, some, some staff left, maybe the coaches are a little thin, maybe they're not being coached as well. Okay, possibly, but it felt like that this was a team that really... It was like their dad was mad and 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 he's watching every play closely and he's going to punish you if you fail. Um, I'm going to get to AJ and his thoughts on this. I mean, Jimmy G's that it's almost like you ever watch a TV show that's like a drama and then but it's kind of funny and there's someone embarrassed and like they're doing something goofy and you're like I can't watch. I can't watch. Right. It's like everyone. It's like it seems like they're looking at Jimmy G side eyed saying, I wonder when he's coming in. I mean, it feels like that. I would say this. If Jimmy G were not on that team, I don't think that game goes. I think Jimmy G might have been the second most influential player for the 49ers. And he didn't take a snap. AJ. I think that's interesting. And if you didn't take into account the you know the contractual situations and everything that the 49ers have invested in Trey Lance I I think if if Trey Lance was a starter and and Jimmy G was on the sideline people in the second half of that game certainly would have been calling for Jimmy G saying why aren't we playing this guy but I think everyone's been kind of the expectations that Jimmy G is going to come in anytime soon have been very tempered by the way that that things have been done this offseason but you don't solve the problem by saying that Because here's the thing I didn't understand about the NFL that I understand now. Those players have a finite number of years to win a title. You've got a title-winning team, not to mention the money you make for the playoffs, how it's easier to get a better contract if you get featured in the playoffs, and you see it all the time. Super Bowl champion, a lot of people jump ship ship for crazy money. Uh, It's like these guys, it's generational wealth if they do well. It's sell used cars literally if they don't i mean if you're in the league for two and a half or three years and you're at a fourth round draft choice yeah you made some good money it doesn't it's not you don't have to not work versus if you get one contract out of as a veteran you don't have to work and your kids are safe you know financially like that's what's at stake here and at the four and, and here's the thing kyle shanahan in the regular season with jimmy g 31 and 14 without jimmy g Seven and 29. That's like the worst coach in the world versus the best coach in the world. And Jimmy G's jawline is the only difference. And now you have Trey Lance, who by some accounts, they didn't even, Shanahan didn't even want keeping Jimmy G off the field. It's a disaster. There's one thing that keeps hope. I'm going to tell you. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. So here's where I think there's hope for the 49ers is what is the Shanahan system at its core? It's cut back running, cut back running, which means change of direction. 
Well, when it's really slick cause of the rain, and I mean, we're talking a lot of rain, it's hard to cut back. It's usually straight ahead running. And to me, that's the biggest. Uh, the 49ers are going to be affected by that weather more than any other team. Now, some might say, well, RJ, you had a best bet on the Bears. That was smart. Yes, I agree. But it does mean <laughs> it does mean that that you can't judge them too harshly because it really did affect them greatly. By the way, AJ, before we run for our last break, Justin Fields Boy, he looked pretty bad, only eight completions, but a couple of big plays, you know? Someone might have said something about that. What do you think? Uh, you did, and Justin Fields in the first half especially. I, I was ready to puff my chest out today and say, I told you, Arthur, this guy's one of the worst in the league, but a nice second half for, for Justin Fields. When when Trey Lance fell off, Justin Fields stepped up and had the uh, the better second half, better into the game. So kudos to you and fell, to Justin Fields, I suppose. Fell off? He, I mean, you can't fall from the ground. Right. I mean, it's like, what was when was Trey, Trey Lance was decent in the first half. Uh-huh. He's taken too many hits. I'm telling you, if you look at his hits, <laughs> no, no, I'm being serious. If you add up his rushing attempts, his scrambles, right? So his design runs, his scrambles, his quarterback hits. I think it ended up being 17 yesterday. So if you do that across the season, he's going to have like 250 or 60 hits. It's like a running back. Like you can't, you know how long running backs last. All right, when we come back. So it's both he's bad, but the only thing keeping his basement from being lower is running. But if he keeps running, he's going to be knocked out of the league. And, and he's already proven himself well, thank God the, uh, to be fragile. Thank God the Niners have a good backup quarterback situation. That's, a, that's the, the saving grace for them, right? As, as A.J. should have mentioned, I won my best bet on the Bears yesterday. But for Monday Night Football, I'm going to give you a bet I actually have bet more on. I love it. Don't miss it. He's R.J. Bell with Scott Seidenberg. I'm A.J. Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Right out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray. Depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise.
This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm AJ Hoff. Okay, so rookie coaches, so first, well, first year with their team, right? So if it's a retread, these are counted also, like uh, let's say in Jacksonville, is prior to this year, and McKenzie's got, oh, I got the numbers in front of me too. Prior to this year, if you look six years back, first time coaches for their team, 13 winners in week one, 26 losers, one tie. So 33% winners, 13, 26, and 1. Yesterday, 6-2 and 1, and pending tonight in Denver. Do we take anything away? Is this just the randomness of things, guys, or do, you, do we take something away from this? Uh, I think there could be something to it, but it, it probably is random. <laughs> I mean, here's I the thing. I, I don't know. I think, I think there was a lot of... A lot of bad coaches got shipped out of town, and, and like yeah. there, a lot of these situations, where it's like I, I don't know if this coach is good, but do I think he's better than Joe Judge? Uh, I think that there are some some coaches that were so bad that it, it, there was a, an upgrade had to happen. Yeah, except would you say the coaches that got fired last, or, or you know, after last year were worse than the coaches that were fired five years ago? I, I mean, just think there were a, a, such a, a large amount of bad coaches fired. Yeah, but we're like, talking guys that were clearly here. in over their head. David Culley and, and uh, Joe Judge that were in way over their heads. Yeah, I don't see Culley being Urban in. Meyer. Well, you know, I, I find it interesting. You know, I, I guess my point would be this, and I got a best bet on tonight's action, is there's all this talk about offense is king. You talked about Zimmer, the second best coach in his tenure against the spread Belichick and then Zimmer but somehow he's bad because he has gray hair I I mean 
your your head's shaved, AJ. So I mean, to some degree, you should be thinking, <laughs> oh, if someone's 29, uh, that's a sign that. <clears throat> They're more ready to win than someone who's 50. Like, I'm confused. When someone's 30 and they're ready to win, what are they going to be when they're 50? Are they going to be worse? Because I think that's sad, the idea that, like, I get it. At a certain point, mentally, energy-wise, in your late 60s, typically, for a typically healthy person, you start to lose a little bit of that edge, a little bit of that work ethic. Usually up until at least your early 60s, you should have, you know, be comparable. So why would coaches get worse? That's what I don't understand. This Sometimes is it's just a new voice. Okay, then hire. But why is everyone so young they're hiring? Energy? Ah. Uh, that, you know, be more of a player's coach? Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Or love of offense, love of analytics. All right, let's do I mean, it's it's something I want to keep an eye on because I'm skeptical of it, but I, I see it being something that maybe in yesterday's shows, maybe there's some truth to it. All right, AJ, set up Monday Night Football. Uh, deal with Dead Battery. Head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. So next time you're in battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution in America's number one battery destination. Russell Wilson and the Broncos go on the road to Seattle. The Seahawks are six-point dogs now. Money coming in on Seattle today. Okay, I'll handle the line moves. We've got to do this quick, guys. I love this play. It is going to be Seattle in the first half. Seattle in the first half. I like Seattle in general. This line's a little inflated. Here's why the first half. Wilson's going to be nervous early. The crowd is going to be into it big time early. And Seattle hits more during the preseason. And you look at the teams that did that. Kansas City, Pittsburgh, they tend to play better early in these games. Seattle should start better because of those three reasons. The Seattle plus the points is one of my biggest, it's probably my biggest bet of the week. Be careful, but I love it. Seattle first half plus the points. I I love that. I think it's a low scoring first half. So I think getting the points there, brilliant. If you missed any of today's show, including a a recap of all of week one and RJ burying Scott in a debate, check out the podcast at FoxSportsRadio.com. Back tomorrow, 6 Eastern, 3 o'clock Vegas time. We are straight out of Vegas right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Any college baseball fans out there? If you're traveling to see your team and need a place to stay, two words for you. Graduate hotels. We stayed at the Nashville location for the SEC tournament. It was awesome. Beautiful rooms, cool vibe, and perfect location. They have over 30 hotels in the best college towns. And get this, they'll give you up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book today at graduatehotels.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.